0: It's already doing much better than my last little book, The Little Book of Anal cysts. That book didn't sell at all.
1: (laughs) I'm sitting on it right now. Welcome to another edition of the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker on this March 2nd, 2022. We have an incredibly special guest today. We have noted writing consultant, international man about town, John Vorhaus, who will be discussing his newest creation as well as possibly helping us out with our client for today, which is, I can see clearly now Ukraine is gone or don't Ukraine on my parade.
2: Behold, trapped in a hellscape of their own invention, socially unaware old white men bound by the pretense of being fake lawyers yet knowing no law, no exquisite Latin terminology, they are inexplicably compelled to quibble over minutia, squabble over triflings and bicker like those who value their backyards far too highly without even knowing the difference between an easement and an alleyway. At this very moment, you have entered the heart of the law offices of quibble, squabble, and bicker. Let's get started.
1: Hi, I'm Sid. And I'm Nancy. Come on out to Sid and Nancy's Nickel Emporium, where everybody gets a nickel for whatever you're trading. We have purple nickels, green nickels, even nickel nickels. Bring in an envelope and you get a nickel. Bring in a couch and you get a nickel. You know you want a shiny new nickel for that antique dresser, so bring it right in. Everyone knows pennies are worthless, so why settle for less than a nickel? Have no space for that brand new stove? We'll take care of it for you. Trade it in for a nickel. We've got bags of them. Some people say don't take wooden nickels, but we'll give them to you so you don't have to take them. So remember, at Sid and Nancy's Nickel Emporium, no one walks away with empty pockets. Everybody gets a nickel. Each nickel is certified legal tender for the United States government, not to be used as food items. Sid and Nancy's Nickel Emporium cannot be held responsible for any nickels stuck in anyone's body orifices. Please use nickels responsibly. Another fake sponsor. But I think they might have given us a nickel for that one. That,
2: that seems, seems like an, an unsound sound. business
1: model, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> unsound. Did you have to go to the store to get it?
0: <laughs> to get
1: the nickel? <laughs> yeah, that's right. The business model's
0: unsound? I had to trade the, the, in a shoe. The, the part I absolutely love best is is Sid and Nancy. I found myself wondering how many people in the audience get that reference on its deepest level. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, why did they just pick the name Sid and Nancy? Well, if you were hip in nineteen eighty, you would know that.
1: <laughs> or if you've watched a few movies in the last twenty years. Or,
0: or if you've watched a
1: few movies, yeah. Right, because those are the actual names of the people in American Gothic. So that's uh Yeah.
3: Have there been Sid and Nancy
1: sightings just like Elvis? That people some people think they're really still alive. Maybe? I think only if they go to the cemetery. Mm. Oh, well, you can't even see them, it's just headstones, but Maybe they're like Elvis, that people keep... They didn't really die. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. However, that's our fake sponsor for today. And they're running a nickel emporium. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, they are. The they truth is out there. If you want to get a nickel, that's the place to go. All right, well, let's welcome our guest, John Vorhaus, who uh, was last on our show last July... Which was about nine months once apparently we impregnated him because nine months later he came up with a baby <laughs> called uh, The Little Book of Stand-Up. And uh, he is Am I the father show. or are you? I believe it was uh, It was like a mutual insemination, like whenever they uh, combine. A DP. Well, lots of...
0: Oh, what one? There's lots of what? A DP. A double penetration.
1: <laughs> Brendan was responsible as well, though. He was here last time. I was oh, a TP. Say a triple. Have... That's right, TP.
3: Yeah, I was TP. I was gonna say if uh, there's lots of dad jokes in the book, it's probably Matt. The DNA would prove that it's Matt was the
0: father. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> evidence of dad jokes? Is that what you're promoting? Yes, I think, I, think I, I could see that. I could see that. Not the case, but I could I could see it. The evidence of dad joke?
1: What's going on? <laughs> I, I was oh, uh, testing uh, oh. out a little thing on uh, on Zoom, and uh, apparently it did that. That's quite fascinating. We're and art.
0: We are art, but um, now we could be we can nancy. nancy.
1: We become very tiny.
0: <laughs> Maybe this would be. No, I like it. I, 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 we can we can play games. Okay, I'm gonna see this imaginary ball I have here. I want to talk. Look it like up the scream. The air. Oh
3: no! Wait. Did I did I look like the scream from Ed, Edward? <laughs> a little bit,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, you, you actually constantly look like the scream from Edward Munch.
0: This, yeah,
2: <laughs> Do you know it's more uh, like
0: Baron Munchhausen? Do you know where Munch got his vivid colors from? Why his back, uh, his um, skies are so orangey, like they are? Did it involve it like, color LSD or something? No, it involved uh, Krakatoa, east of Java. The volcanic explosion of Krakatoa threw so much stuff into the air. Uh-huh. that it made sunsets intense all around the world for a couple of years. I feel and tiny. so that's what he was painting. Well, wow. I I would, it would be, that. Now, the next level is when we can control ourselves and we can jump around. We can start jumping from level to level, like uh, Joust. Do you remember the video game Joust? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, love that I, I do yeah. remember that one. I once had a
3: nervous breakdown to that video game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to Joust? <laughs>
3: I skipped a final in college and played joust and I, I was screaming in the video game parlor and there, people were afraid to even confront me. I, I was such a psycho. Mm.
0: I think you made a wise choice. <laughs> I have to get
3: smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Let's get small.
0: Somehow, yeah, really. really somehow <laughs> I got stuck hey, on teach, the floor. Don't call on me. <laughs> hey, well, all right, these are some start. impressive new tools. I can I can certainly see being excited about this view if I'm teaching a class, which I do on Zoom a lot, and if I could situate students in the seats like that, that might make me feel a little bit better. This could work too. Get an oh, There you go. Look, it's a size. There thing. you go, but I hate, I, I I can't cope with the flanging though, the, the way yeah. that stuff.
1: The electronic stuff. But yeah,
0: it's it's um
1: that's what we that's our technical term for it is electronic stuff.
0: Electronic stuff. It yeah. vexes me, it defends my sensibility. It's, it's, I just blew smoke
1: in
0: Wait, and now I gotta come up because so I look <laughs> completely ridiculous. So this boardroom. Whose motto is deliver happiness?
1: I don't know. Hitler? Hitler. It's Putin's motto, isn't that so. what's going on right now? <laughs> yeah putin is involved in delivering happiness to ukraine that's why he's invading all right let's just uh get back to normal here we go all right so (laughs) sorry for that 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 was that that was a trip around the block normally that doesn't show up and i was like oh it finally has like reappeared on my zoom settings i'm like well i gotta give it a shot today it would have been better if brenda would have been around because then we could have had like a a real conference room happening. Anyway, John, you've written a new book, and uh, I was wondering <laughs> what kind of uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for reception have you gotten for this book, The Little Book of Stand Up? Oh, you been I, giving I, it to I'm, I'm actually. And...
0: I'll uh, I'll I'll work through the jokes first, and then I'll tell you the real answer. Um, the it's the book is out really strong. It's launched quite strong. It's already doing much better than my last little book, the little book of anal cysts. That book didn't sell at all.
1: I'm sitting <laughs> on it right now.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's, it's broken helpful. into the top. It's broken into the Amazon top ten digits, so that's good. And, <laughs> top ten uh, digits. It's going <laughs> top ten. It's going it it, It's making me. Yeah, it's making me literally ones of dollars already. I'm well on nice. my way to being a hundred air. <laughs> with that said, <laughs> with that said, it's actually doing quite well. I'm, I'm uh, getting Facebook posts like, oh, this looks great. I can't wait to get it. And then subsequently I got it and I really enjoyed it. Can't ask for much better than that. But let me tell you the truth. It's been like five books since I've landed a book this hard. It's been like five books since I could honestly say it's open strong. It's selling well. People are liking it. And that has a lot to do with finally figuring out a match between what I know and what I'm interested in writing about and where not the audience, but the market lies. Because you know my work, I, I wrote the Comic Toolbox a, a lifetime ago and people keep finding their way back to it. P- somebody wakes up and they say, I wanna know more about comedy and they buy a Comic Toolbox and they start their comic journey with that. So I had the idea that if I applied my thinking, to stand-up comedy, I could probably come up with a book that would work for the constantly refreshing market of people who are just getting into stand-up for the first time. Strictly speaking, it's not only for beginners, but if you are a beginner, it will do you a lot of good very fast.
3: Do you think this book is doing uh, better too because there's no mentions of anal cysts in it? Do you think that's a
0: factor? <laughs> uh, that that I made the conscious choice to leave that out of the text. Uh, also, uh, I when I was editing it, I, I trimmed a little anecdote. I, I, in the first draft, I like tried to illustrate everything with something from my own experience. And then I found that tiresome. And I reminded myself, this book isn't really about me. My, my experience is instructive, but it's about the user. And I used the word user rather than reader because I, I fancy that people who are getting the most out of the book are doing the exercises that are in it, thinking about the issues it raised and raises and really attempting to think about their practice of standup comedy in a new light. And the feedback I'm getting is, yeah, they are, so.
1: Um, speaking of feedback, hey, we're, hey, we're, actually live on, we're live on YouTube and TikTok, so occasionally I'll break in with like some exciting announcement from <laughs> one of those
0: two uh, forums. Like, uh, I, I, I read your book, um <laughs> no you know what i have is somebody, house you magnificent bastard I somebody specifically
1: book. asking me to say lily loves aiden lopez so that's apparently um something that's necessary and then that's, on that's youtube code. we have the happy hour news team just stating the words sid vicious and nancy Spungen. i guess to prove that they know history as well
2: that so, makes sense
1: yeah the makes happy sense. hour news team is uh, kind of like a a brethren <laughs> podcast based out of North Dakota and essentially our oh. only listeners. So at least you have two guys
0: in North Dakota who Uh-oh. are paying attention
1: to you today. Well,
0: Hey guys, I'll be on your podcast too. I'm kind of a podcast slut. <laughs> I don't think Lily
3: really loves that guy, to be honest. You don't
0: think good. Lily actually loves Aiden Lopez? No, um, I
1: don't
3: know. It seemed a little
1: uh, tepid.
0: Well, it, it I could. think it's code. I th- I I think it's I, th- I think it's a an announcement that the uh, nuclear war has begun. <laughs> I, I you know, was thinking that if maybe you know the I, code, you know to dive I, on your I, desk now.
1: Maybe I just like somehow created like a Mexican mule um, taking place. Somebody's bringing heroin over the border. I think uh, that's the
3: start of the QAnon revolution when somebody really? says that on the internet. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. That's only when you yeah, and I become I lizard right. people. Hey. Sh- Speaking of QAnon revolution, I haven't heard anything about the the truck convoy, the anti-mask convoy that left California when masks were still a thing, and apparently is now founding around somewhere in the Midwest looking for purpose. Have you heard anything about that group? I
1: heard something briefly about it. I think yesterday um, that there was a freedom convoy in the U.S., but I thought it was connected to the freedom convoy in Canada.
0: I thought there. Well, were yeah, showing but that started support. out as anti-mask, anti anti-mask, mask anti Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I don't know Map anything rant. more about it other than maybe they lost their maps and mm. or they had bad Wi-Fi in the middle of the country and mm. yeah. didn't know where to go anymore. It well, the I mean, it doesn't really matter. Not, it
0: doesn't matter anymore because COVID's over, right?
1: <laughs> Is it? Thank I hadn't, heard, I hadn't <laughs> heard it was over.
0: What? I heard the
1: announcement. I didn't get that announcement. I got that masks were coming down in a couple of
0: weeks. but uh, heard it on the news. Not that COVID was oh, ending. Okay yeah it's done it's it's done because <laughs> just like just like that well it the, the in the modern world we just can't cope with too much information obviously so when ukraine started to heat up the powers that be you know media that controls us all says we're gonna have to take COVID off the table okay that story has gone as far as it can if we try <laughs> to dump ukraine on top of it we're going to People's heads will explode. So, we're going to turn COVID down. We can bring it back into fall for sweeps if we need to.
1: Well, but they're <laughs> but not actually now- turning it down. If you saw that uh, one video of Putin at the end of the really long conference table where oh, yeah. he's by himself and he's got like six of his associates way at the end of this four foot away. table, all next to each other, though, yeah. so that he's socially distanced, but they are not. <laughs> so. Is that so a social
3: distance uh, COVID thing, or that was just Putin being a, you know, an arrogant bastard? Like, probably a
1: combination it. of both. I think, you know, because I think he's trying not to get COVID too, because he's one of the few world leaders that has not gotten COVID. I know, like Boris Johnson has gotten it twice, and there's a, I think I've never know. gotten it either. Well, you are the leader week. of your own world. That's true, Greg. Yes, Middle right. Earth. But we're way off track. So we're talking about the little mm. book of stand-up by John Vorhaus, who, if he were to uh, live in Texas, he would be the best little Vorhaus.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, I had to
1: bring that joke there back. You
0: well, you know, the first time I heard that joke—not that that joke—the first time somebody made a joke about my name, I was too young to know what they were driving at. You know, some some older kid came up to me and said, "Hey, kid, what's your last name?" I must have been five or six. Vorehouse, whorehouse, ha, 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 and ran away. I had no idea what a whorehouse was. Much later, when I found out what it was, I, I became very indignant. I decided I got to change my name. I can't walk around with a joke name all my life. Uh-huh. So for a while, I changed it, Vordello.
1: <laughs> Not Vormonger?
0: No.
3: Cat house. Well, I, I made a cat house for my uh, cat in shop class, and I had no idea there was a term cat house. So my uh, shop teacher was always snickery every time I said I'm building a cat house
0: for my project because okay, you know dogs cat. have
3: dog houses. Yes.
1: my
0: cat might yeah. like
1: little birds have bird houses. Why not mm-hmm. a cat? Ferrets have ferret I, I houses. Think Kiwis have kiwi It's self evident
0: that no self respecting cat would come within a mile of your cat house. I <laughs> you're like know. you're, gonna, I'm going to go in there because you tell me to. You don't know how cats work.
1: Well, plus Greg doesn't <laughs> Just, hang out with self respecting cats. He only goes out with self hating cats.
0: Oh, so, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. It would be well, wrong it's for to him panic. to be anywhere near anything that is self-respecting.
3: Cats don't hate themselves. No cat. They don't love themselves. They're all narcissist assholes.
1: <laughs> like cats are narcissists?
3: They all are.
1: Okay. They all how are. That, I'm sure curious how that uh, is expressed in their speech patterns, Greg. Well,
3: they just don't do no, a it's- shit. What else except themselves?
0: It's not the speech pattern. It's the tail standing straight up, exposing the asshole proudly for all the world to see. Cat walks through the world saying, this is my asshole. You can love it. I didn't realize that if you at the tail, that
1: that that would expose an asshole. Were there any tails that were near Trump when he was in office?
0: Uh, (laughs) No, his hair.
1: Oh, that was the the tail. (laughs) Exposing.
3: That wagged the dog. (laughs)
1: all right so back to the little book of stand-up now way back when we were talking to you before the next month you were supposed to be performing i believe it was at the burbank stand-up festival or something like that for your very first time Mm -hmm. doing stand-up how did that go uh didn't COVID
0: took it away oh no kidding yeah
1: yeah, I was waiting yeah. for this great bombing I, story to happen. No, and, uh,
0: no I, I have subsequently gone up. I, I've broken my cherry. I, I okay. put in some reps. Um, I can't say that I'm bombing, but I can't say that I'm killing. I've sort of had um, the feeling that my material is really sharp and on target, but my delivery is, it doesn't know what it is yet. And as a consequence, I either rush through the material or I, I swallow the jokes. I I, and I knew from the start that the jokes would be there. The material is there. But I'm still scaling up my performance. And it's something I talk about in the book. You know, what I'm trying to do is look at myself honestly and say, this is where I am. This is where I want to go. And these are the steps I need to take to close that gap. I'm not, like, I'm not hating on myself for failing. That's not part of how I'm going about this right and yeah, you can't and do
1: that if you're going to be in stand-up I mean you can't do it if you're going pretty to much be everybody successful because stand-up so
0: yeah it, it will be it will be brutal yeah. um, stand-up is yeah, I was, I was actually working on a retina I figured out that I should actually um, perform less in fact probably the best thing I can do for my reputation is not perform at all because right now <laughs> it's completely pristine <laughs> but it's only going to get worse from here so um, I, I aspire to be like the DJ, the J.D. Salinger of stand-up comedy. You know, often oh. heard of. Never. Do you ever see Vortraus perform? No, man. Nobody did. Didn't <laughs> so he die? So I like think that's, that's actually much. Yeah. It's, he never performs. You'll he wrote be like Eddie book. and the Cruisers. But also like, hey, there's a certain amount of. Oh, yeah. Like Eddie and the Cruisers. There's a certain amount of those who can't do teach that I have to own. So yeah. I decided to embrace that as well. That's my brand. Those who can't do teach. And that, then it makes sense to people. They can say, well, he's not pretending to be an expert based on a lifetime of doing stand-up comedy. I do have a lifetime of writing comedy and writing about comedy and teaching people how to write comedy. So I have some information authority. But I was careful not to say, you should listen to what I have to say because I'm such an awesome stand-up comic. I, if, if, if I wrote those words, I would expect to be thrown out of my own book.
1: Yeah, and so. I think that the approach you're taking is actually a really good one because I read the first chapter because that's on your website, and um, <laughs> did, I I sent you a copy, didn't I? <laughs> I, I don't believe I got <laughs> a copy. To the oh, okay. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, you probably did not send it to you since you don't have my address. So <laughs> no, I sent you a digital
0: copy, didn't I? That's what I would. Was to have said anyway. I don't know.
1: Let's. I uh, I should have skipped that. uh, That was an oversight. But I did. I did read the the first chapter.
0: First chapter.
1: And I like the concept. I mean, here's the recap. And the first statement, Greg, should actually speak to you wholeheartedly. So the first uh, statement from his recap is lowering expectations improves performance. And I think, Greg, that you have far too many high expectations of yourself. And that's why you're unwilling to do some work towards certain things. So if you lower those expectations, you'll be doing exceptional.
3: I've looked, My expectations are so low. I can't imagine them I'm getting lower. <laughs> I expect to be OK well at this point in life. I'm doing and, great. And then, And there you've also fallen so into low. the
1: second step, which is that awareness is the one thing that fixes everything. So you're aware, at least, of your low expectations. So that should fix that issue. And then finally, a useful fiction is a fiction, but it's useful just the same. And I believe that's what this show is all about, actually. Is, um, but it's not really useful fictions we're giving. This is a lot of unuseful fictions that we have here. <laughs>
3: well, I make up a lot of fictions that aren't useless for this show. Yes. I make up stories to try to trick you and Brendan.
1: Yeah, well, the next time you give one, I'll, I'll make sure you get a nickel.
0: I was, working, uh, I was working with a useful fiction earlier today. I have a client in Mexico. I'm, I'm zooming into a writing room for a sitcom there. They're just getting started. They're fairly new writers. And a writer is today going from outline to script. That's her task. She finally got the green light to take her outline to script. And there was a certain amount of discussion around, well, do you think I have what it takes to write a script? and I was giving her lots of approval, but at the same time I was saying, I'm using this thing called useful fiction. I'm telling you, I have faith in you. I know you can do the job, but I'm also lying because I really don't know. But I do know that if you don't feel my faith, you're gonna have a harder time doing the good job that I want you to do. So a useful fiction is, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm gonna believe that I can do it and use the fact that I'm lying to myself and tricking myself into doing it to, actually put myself in a place where I can do it. One more example, if I may. Sure. Have you ever sat down to write a script? It feels like you're looking up at a thousand foot cliff and all you can feel is the steepness and the impossibility of climbing that script. That's the way I feel. So I use a useful fiction at that moment. It's not about the thousand feet. It's about what I can see right here. My job today, the only thing that matters is finding a handhold and taking the step up. I know that's a lie. The thousand-foot cliff is the only thing that matters. This is just bullshit, but it's bullshit that helps me do what I want to do, which is take that first step and then the next step and the one after that. The last so time the I tried to fiction. write a
1: script was in college, and because it was in like part of a script writing class, and I realized that that was something I did not want to do ever again, because hmm. it wasn't necessarily the story so much as the stage directions and putting them in in a proper format and having to follow those particular guidelines of like how things have to be presented to somebody whenever you put the script there. I don't I'm like, I don't want to do that. I just want to tell the little story. I don't want to say, uh, I can't even remember right. what the, the, the scene names are anymore of what you're putting, like exterior shot, blah, blah. Uh, you know, uh, or doing storyboards. Called, called I hated doing storyboards. Bloodline. Yeah. So all of that, yeah. I was like, you know, I would rather just say my ideas to somebody else and let them type it in. Because I just didn't like the typing part. Because back then we were using at school, they didn't give us electric typewriters. We had old manual typewriters at in oh, the library. <laughs> so it'd be like if you made a mistake, you'd have to take out the the strip of white that not white out at the
0: time. Oh was yeah, just... yeah, yeah, yeah. The the little white squares, not even the, the liquid. <laughs> right. They probably wouldn't let you have that in school because you'd sniff it and get high, of course. <laughs>
1: Well we used other things for but that. But
0: yeah, the, the the little white paper white out w i t e o u t and you have to stick it in between the rib, the ribbon and the paper and then hit the key. Yes through the ribbon and puts the wet oh, home, man. And then and and you can do that. And since there are manual typewriters,
1: sometimes the keys were like not quite matching it. So oh, you'd like white yes, out uh-huh. part of the letter, but not all of the letters. Yes. So for all of you millennials who are looking you could
0: you could. You're sh- watching on TikTok right now. This is very obscure information. Show a millennial that product and give them ten guesses, and they wouldn't come close. <laughs> I uh, wonder not how to mock many, the young.
3: In our generation, mm-hmm. I wonder how many great writers there could have been who just were like, "Fuck this typewriter shit and the whiteout. I just can't deal with it." <laughs> like they just gave up writing.
0: Like if Honestly, a- I from my own experience. I was, I was transformed by the word processor, by the computer. I oh, me too. had too. I, I mean, I, t- I type. I type really well. I learned in high school because the typing class had all the girls and the shop class had all the boys. So I chose typing and learned a valuable life skill. But, um, but I hated typing all the reasons you discussed. The, when I discovered the delete key... When I realized I could write something and if I didn't like it, I could just make it go away and try again. That was really liberating. That's that's when I taking a paragraph
3: and moving it, like saying, "Oh, this works." Yeah.
1: Well, just not having to use whiteout or any of those materials that you had to use to to replace the mistakes that you made. Man, that would have like saved me so many bad grades that I got in high school and in college because I made mistakes all the. I mean, I was a relatively good typist. I took typewriting write- type in, in high school. I took the first semester. I didn't take the second semester, but it had nothing to do with girls. It was just like I figured it was a a tool that I needed to learn was typing. And uh, it's actually been one of the greatest things that I ever learned was how to type. From uh, when I. So you guys don't know how to make a cat house though, because you never took shop.
0: Apparently.
1: We don't know how to make a cat house. No, I did take shop, shop, and I sucked at shop, and that's one of the reasons why I took shop again. I was the only one who failed. I made some weird piggy bank thing, and I did it wrong. You know, and I would always hear the stories of people losing fingers in shop. And so I never trusted those. Damn- it's really?
2: Really? It, <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather if, do if something about- that
1: wouldn't in- re- involve an amputation. So
0: if you think about it on that level, the schools are completely irresponsible to let people like us anywhere near power tools and equipment. It's just <laughs> That's awesome. we, we, we could probably if we if we lived in today times, we could probably sue them for negligence. For letting us register for the class.
3: There was a girl though <laughs> in my school who uh, she got she strangled herself in the typewriter ribbon when she was trying to <laughs> So it's, it's, I don't could believe
1: be pretty that. Dangerous. That's a bar fact. Really? And she classes. tried to get in her house with one of the typewriter keys, but it wouldn't fit.
3: <laughs> yeah, that see that's a useless fiction right there. <laughs> it's definitely
0: useless. Totally non-useful. That's a, <laughs> that, no, that's a that's a that was a nicely turned joke as she opposed to a nicely on a, turned on yourself on a on a on a um typewriter ribbon yeah it's funny
1: oh so from uh, youtube oh, i thought of another useful Dorado. we have I, I have a sliding expectation scale with a zero base so it sounds like he's got a uh an issue for he low has expectations set his well. he set.
0: he set his expectations appropriately low
1: he lives um, a lower but- uh level life than even <laughs> greg does in
0: terms of activity <laughs> like uh, uh, You're my, exper- my expectations are in hibernation uh, hibernating <laughs> expectations are- what do you mean i have a
3: job you don't even have a job why am i
0: lower than you i didn't i wasn't talking about me i was
1: talking about sanchez el dorado i know you said i have a lower he has a lower <laughs> thing than greg. well that guy
3: <laughs>
0: rules the world
3: <laughs> so wait, I want to hear this other useful fiction you were about to bring up. Um, oh this? yeah,
0: uh, it was, I, it, um, when I first moved to LA and I needed a, a job, I took a job as a temp um, for a very short period of time. And this was just as, as computers and word processing were coming along. And I walked into one of my temp assignments and they asked me if I knew word perfect. Uh, up until that instant, I had never heard the words word perfect, but I am such a liar. And, and so confident in my ability to get away with shit, I said exactly the following. I said, I'm a little rusty on it. Just give me the manual and let me brush up. And they <laughs> gave me the manual and I fudged my way through it. But that's the case of a useful fiction that is exactly and specifically a lie. And I really think, <laughs> I really think that people will make a, a much more robust experience of their lives if they give themselves permission to lie, to get certain things that they want, especially when the things that they want have to do with permissions that other people might give them. Like if I say, I don't know word perfect, they're not gonna give me permission to mess around with their computers. But for the sake of my growth, I wanna learn word perfect. I, I need to get past the fact that they're not gonna let you do the thing you don't know how to do. And so I'm very accustomed to saying I know how to do things that I don't know how to do. And I, I commend it. It's a great life strategy. Get a lot That of was stuff one of the pieces of advice
1: with. my dad gave. He, he was like, when you go to job interviews, just tell them you can do what they ask you to do. Because yeah. then when you get the job, it goes, learn it really, really fast. <laughs>
0: so... That's how I learned to walk on stilts. I don't know if I told you this story last time. It's another big lie. I I was living in Boston. I could earn $30 an hour as Santa Claus on stilts. And that was big money. And I wanted it. And I went after it. I called the guy up. This was on a Friday. I said, I hear you need a stilt walker. He said, do you know how to walk on stilts? I didn't lie. I said, when do you need me to start? He said, Monday. I said, I'll be there. And I had the whole weekend to wrangle me some stilts and learn how to use them, showed up for work on Monday. That's what that's connected to is this thing called don't fear bad outcomes. You might not give yourself permission to do that wacky thing because you fear it'll go wrong or go bad. You won't pull it off. You won't get away with it. You know, the fraud police will catch up to you, this kind of thing. My attitude is don't think about the outcome at all. If there's something in there that's fun for me or good for me or money for me or learning for me, I'm going to step into it as hard as I can and not worry about the consequences. And I think that is also a, a healthy way to get past those fear barriers that are so consistent in our lives in creative practice.
1: I think there are certain, there are certain uh, bad outcomes you should fear though, like things that can involve amputation and uh, Yes, death. true. You know, and strangulation. True. But if I, you're talking about yes.
0: going up on a tough stage if you're talking about trying asking for a feature spot, if you're talking about engaging a hostile audience as a stand-up comic, those aren't life-threatening outcomes. They're bad in your mind cuz you know they're going to cost you emotionally. Oh, I forgot we were talking about stand-up past. comedy.
1: I was totally like,
0: Yeah, I know. It's got to go along about way around typewriting for to so that. long.
1: And, um, and also
3: you don't have to uh, they don't even have to hurt you emotionally if you're brings like I I played in like bad bands my whole most of my life. And for me it was just fun. And so like, I could play a show, Everyone, people might even be booing and just being like, you guys suck. It wouldn't hurt me emotionally. I'd be like, well, they don't like my music. <laughs> I don't care. And I'm having a great time though, because I like playing my music. And if you enjoy stand up, even if it's a bomb show, you know you're learning. And if your brain's in the right mind frame, you could just be like, well, it doesn't
1: hurt. Wait, how can you get your brain in a mind frame? Wouldn't you get I your don't mind in a brain yeah, frame? A main,
3: I don't know why I try frame to get, get my brain mind. mind
0: into a brain frame. <laughs> that's that that's where I, I go. Yeah. How I knew can that be? was a
3: mangled <laughs> metaphor as soon as it came out of my mouth. I was yeah, like, yeah. I mean, if but you want, fine. I could put us all in then, frames look, again. There's,
0: there's no there's no bad outcomes. It's a perfectly mangled metaphor. Here, oh, here we are again. A, now I can do that joke I was now I can do that joke I was gonna go to go for last time. Okay, here's this imaginary ball that I know how to throw, because also I'm a mime, professional mime from way back. But I'm going to toss it to you, and Matt, and you got to be ready to catch it, okay? There you go. There you go, and go you better. can toss it on. I threw it oh. on to Greg. There you go, and you toss it, it back well. to me.
3: I ate it, sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fine. That got us out of the game. That's all, I just wanted to, I so know, I think, it, it feels so like Greg, when it my finger like we... goes
1: across this way, you should uh, put your finger in oh, yeah. the through the frame huh? as well. There we go.
0: There you go. That's oh the my look. god. We're children. Okay, <laughs> we are. And for those of you listening to the podcast, good <laughs> fucking luck. <laughs>
1: That's right. You need to just go to YouTube and you'll understand. This this of course we do uh, air this on YouTube the next day, so uh, everybody can you know all the people who are on TikTok right now who are wondering what the hell's going on since they can only see me talking and the two guys on. Um, from North Dakota are watching it on YouTube right now. They normally would watch it on YouTube, but they won't now because they're watching it live now. So we'll have no viewers whenever I finally hear it. But if anybody does hear this and wants to see it, this will be on qsblaw.org and you can check it out there. This is a really good moment to bring us in since we're basically at the middle of the show. This is time for our cooking segment. So um, we're going to get right into our cooking segment. If you want to stick around, John, we'd love to have you um, because, uh, you know, otherwise it'll just be me and Greg talking about this. So you have your choices if you want well, to.
0: Well, you, you you completely taken me by surprise. Now I don't know where the flow is. Are you inviting me to leave or no, is something no, you no, want to pass through on, on route to? We would okay, lo- well. love to have you stick around because we're
1: still going to be talking about our client after we come back from the, this little break because we have two little segments. We have our cooking segment, and we have our Ask Greg segment where we ask Greg legal questions, and he will respond to those. So if you think of a legal question uh-huh. while we're going through the cooking segment. Food is for eaten. food is for eaten. food is for eaten with Wasp is Soda Pop. Hey there, everybody. This is Wasp is Soda Pop. Got a new edition of Food is for Eatin' today. We got German Shepherd's Pie. Here are the ingredients. One teaspoon of salt, plus more to taste. Three large potatoes, peeled and quartered. Eight tablespoons, or stick of butter, divided. One medium onion, chopped. One and a half pounds of ground, Purtina dog chow, German Shepherd chow, whatever you feed your German Shepherd. Half a cup of beef broth, one teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce, pepper, and any other seasonings of choice that you may have. So here's how you cook it. Place the peeled and quartered potatoes in a medium sized pot. Cover with at least an inch of cold water, add a teaspoon of salt, bring to a boil, reduce to a simmer, cook until tender. While the potatoes are cooking, melt the four tablespoons of butter in a large pan on medium heat, add the chopped onions, cook until tender, about 6-10 minutes. Then you add the ground German Shepherd Chow to the pan with the onions and vegetables, you cook until no longer pink, drain the pan of fat, and season with salt and pepper add the Worcestershire, Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce and beef broth, bring the broth to a simmer and reduce heat to low. Cook uncovered for 10 minutes, add some more beef broth if necessary, keep the meat from drying out. Or you can soak the kibble in water and whatever broth you get from that, you can pour that into, that kind of works as well. Taste the cooked filling and if you need, add more salt, more pepper, Worcestershire or other seasonings of your choice, The potatoes are done cooking. Remove them from the pot. Place them in a bowl with the remaining four tablespoons of butter. And mash them. Mash those potatoes. Spread the cooked fill in an even layer in a large baking dish like a 9 and 13 inch casserole. Spread the mashed potatoes over the top of the ground dog chow. Rough up the surface of the mashed potatoes with a fork so there are peaks that will get well browned. Rough them up. Place in a 400 degree oven, which you shouldn't have preheated before. And cook until browned and bubbling. About 30 minutes. That's it. That's it. That's German Shepherd's Pie. This is Waspy Soda Pop. Food is for eating.
0: That was great.
3: So, so this is they, the first time you ever did food for a dog, for a pet.
1: Well, no, it wasn't food for a pet. It was for people. It's
3: for the dog to eat. That's why
1: you put it in the dog gel. No, no that's, that's
0: just, what you it's, That's it. It's an inflation buster.
1: That's the ingredient. Yeah, it's for what people oh. will be eating in Ukraine. Um,
0: yeah. Well, it's got to be expensive. Cut, It'll cut, be hard cut, to find a like somewhere. The or, you know, going. in the nanny state, in the nanny state, dog food has to be fit for human consumption or they'd never let you sell it. So I might as well go ahead and eat it. Hmm. Do you guys
3: remember in the World Warrior? That's like the most prized thing meal. Oh, yeah. Got a can of dog meat, like wet dog food. that's just like, oh, so good.
1: A can of wet dog food? Yeah, as opposed to dry kibble. That Did would you be... ever get hungry when you saw the gravy train
0: commercials on television yes! as a kid?
3: It makes it so gravy. It looks
0: so it's, good. It's, it's okay if you got hungry as long as you didn't get sexually aroused. <laughs> <laughs> or both. both. I got sexually aroused in the
1: band Desole Santan. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a, uh, an episode of our show where you sang that. Yeah. Uh, Desole Oh, I could sing.
3: Pain pain. Oh, that
0: woman was so hot. She was so sexy. Now tell the truth how do you feel the like copper tone girl that little, like, girl her, little,
3: the girl, her, the
0: little girl with the dog pulling down her a little girl with the dog pulling down her always seems slightly disturbing chair, yeah.
3: well due to my uh, it, you, trial i can't talk about that
0: i'd <laughs> <laughs> love the restraining order um <laughs> that's another example of of times gone by uh a a meme we could call it a meme it wasn't known as that at the time that would not be gain any traction in today's um public discourse but but at the time it was like ah it's fine it's no big deal well Um, i I didn't like
3: that Morton salt girl she was always wasted salt i didn't like that Ah, uh,
1: pouring it in the ground
0: it, it rains. Uh, well, that was because she just when got it, through when invading it lands
1: and was preventing them from growing their crops. <laughs> oh, with the Scythians? Exactly. The
3: Carthaginians, I mean. <laughs>
1: right. It all stems back to the Carthaginians <laughs> with the Morton Salt girl.
3: That was, that was a Roman emperor, that little girl. <laughs>
1: they will never come back to invade me. I Indeed. shall cause them starvation and I'll famine. Salt
3: their fields. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well, we need to now move on to the next segment again. This is a quick one. So uh, let's get this sucker going as well
3: He has an opinion may not always be right. He's a real fake lawyer He's old and he's white Ask him a question cuz he's a good egg for bogus advice Ask Greg Ask Greg Ask Greg Never get tired of that
0: That's great. That's a classic right there. I want to put that that in my rotation. (laughs) My playlist.
1: You should. (laughs) All on ukulele. Do you do you did you happen to think of a legal question to ask Greg John in the meantime?
0: Uh, Yeah, I've been in a dispute for the last four months trying to get paid by a game show. I was on a game show, I won a thousand dollars, and they're stiffing me. And, And I am trying to figure out how I can keep coming back to them and saying, I'm not going away. You have to pay me. At what point do I, A, threaten legal action? And what point do I take legal action? And what form should that action take? Or should I just walk away from $1,000 and call it a lesson in bad judgment? I can't wait for this answer.
3: Well, the legal action might cost you more than the $1,000 paying for lawyers. So what I would do is a different kind of legal action. Uh, let's call it a useful fiction, if you will. Um, just say that the host f- fondled you in the, ba- in the green room, <laughs> and you're going to sue for a lot more than a thousand dollars. You sue for a million, uh, and they'll pay you thousand dollars just to idea. go away.
0: Just to go away. That is a <laughs> genius idea. I think I might. I think I might lob that in as a grenade, just to say. Uh, I'm not doing this now, but wouldn't it be hilarious if I did? <laughs> It's because like I'm that trying not was to making Some it.
1: unnatural comments about my bald head.
0: Yes, exactly. He was rubbing, insisted on rubbing my head, touching me inappropriately. They all <laughs> do it. They do it for luck. Like, where's my money? But still, still <laughs> my, doing this doing is a- my space. These are my boundaries.
1: <laughs> okay. And one final question for Greg, for Ask Greg. Dear Greg, if I'm invading Ukraine, what legal standing do I have on the international level? to ensure that I can take it completely over?
3: Well, I actually worked at The Hague for a while and uh, I, was a, I was the chief barrister there. And uh, well-
0: I have no reason it, to doubt you, sir.
3: <laughs> there is no legal standing, but might makes right when it comes to invading a country. And so I think should be, if I was Vladimir Putin, just like all the Republicans are saying, like, go ahead, you look at this strong man. He's kicking ass. Go ahead, invade the country and see, see where the chips fall. All Chances right. are the rest of the countries will be too scared to fuck with you because you've are got the second biggest nuclear arsenal after us. And then everyone will just have to eat it.
1: So this is your um, educated, legal, international legal opinion based yeah, on your time illegal. at The Hague?
0: It's yeah. paralegal. It, it, what it sounds like it boils down to is Do what you want. Don't worry about the law.
3: Yeah, because the Hague probably will uh, click its tongue, (laughs) cluck its tongue at Putin. Cluck its tongue. Everyone will say, "Oh, we don't like this," but what are they going to do? Start World War III over this? You know, they'll probably let them have it. Just like when they invaded Afghanistan. I mean, sure. I mean, they failed, but it's not like the world was just like, "Let's all attack Russia."
0: I think, yeah, the world was a lot less attentive to that
3: um yeah after yeah. afghanistan they never sent a little girl over there to pour salt all over Russia. Uh.
1: <laughs> well thank you very much greg that is ask greg and again i want to thank our guests very much for um being willing to sit through that as we get to the meat of the show now which is uh for we're contributing.
3: Discuss,
1: we discuss our client and our client for today is i can see clearly now ukraine is gone or don't ukraine on my parade <laughs> And that's basically, of course, talking about the current issues right now where Vladimir Putin has decided that uh, now is the time to go right into Ukraine and to uh, not really sure what his purpose is. What I mean, I think it's to take over Ukraine and make it part of Russia again. His purpose. And, his, and historically, well, you know, he has a reason like he's giving to international uh, people as oh, to yeah. why he's invading. Right. He that's made a big
3: right. lie already. He said that uh, they were attacking Russian people in the Ukraine.
0: Oh, well, and they're Nazis and, and homophones. Oh, they're homophones? homophones. <laughs> they homophones. sound just like other people do. <laughs> they sound like other people. Homoph- they sounded like other people. They must be removed <laughs> Removed from power. Well, there's supposed to be like Perhaps two,
1: two um, cities in eastern Ukraine that are pro-Russia. And he's essentially going in to try and take those back like he they annexed crimea back in 2014 theoretically that's the reason and then there's also the concept that supposedly there are some very strong neo-nazi factions in ukraine which supposedly are true um, and that they're somehow within the ukrainian government and that's one of the other reasons he's using, because uh, you know the, the fact is Russia is very much anti-Nazi, but whether or not that's really true that the neo-Nazis have infiltrated the Russian the, the Ukrainian government, I'm not sure about that, considering the, the president of Ru- of Ukraine is Jewish and um, his parents were like World War II survivors.
0: So. Uh, this comes back to our theme of useful fiction. Calling yeah. them Nazis is about as useful a fiction as you're going to find. Nobody's going to push back against we should make room in the world for Nazis and uh, you yeah. know that that uh, it, and people will believe it or not believe it according to their understanding um but I don't think it matters much to Putin whether they believe it or don't believe it because he runs the country then they're going to do what what he says as protests have demonstrated now you, when you, you know, were I,
1: in when you were in Russia was Putin in power then
0: He was. He had just come into power and it looked like bright days, but it was also clear the way Russia was working was um, grift, uh, Uh, corruption, um, payoffs, paybacks. The the whole economy is really inefficient because it has a lot of corruption and unnecessary paying out to people built into it. So the one liner I used at the time, I I, I tried not to tell this joke because it is so anti-Russian, but that's back in fashion again. But my experience with <laughs> the Russians led me to, to say, not to generalize, but fucking Russians. It's just. Is that a joke or more of an exasperation? Awesome. It's a, a little bit of both in oh. terms of the writers that I was working with. But from a political point of view, I asked a Russian colleague of mine what the chances were for democracy in Russia. And he said, the thing you need to understand is that in 800 years, we haven't had five minutes of democracy. And I think that goes a long way toward explaining why Russia is the way it is and why Ukraine and some other countries around there are like that. Because they just don't have any experience of democracy. The only method that has ever most popular uh, sustain in coming back over and over again is big man stuff. First the czar, then the the. Uh, Communist Party leaders, premier, whatever, now just bald-faced big man, the guy who can do what a big man must do, which is say to the people around him, those oligarchs, here's my plan, guys. I'm going to be the big man. I'm going to run everything. And if you and you and you and all of you agree to support me in that, I will give you all the payoffs I can. And so the deal is you support me for big man and I make it pay for you at the expense of everybody else. And that way of organizing political power, national power, even down to tribal power, that is the one thing that works better than everything and has done since the dawn of time.
1: I would have understood that better if you had used like a bad Russian accent when you were pretending to be Putin, <laughs> And then it wouldn't have all combined. I think it's like the
3: big man Big problem.
1: <laughs> big man. Big man. Could
3: you I, say am, big I am big man. man. I, would, would, would that form of government I, be called the kleptocracy?
0: Yes, because it it functions by funneling energy, people's labor and resources, uh, from a, a large population of poor people up to the top of the pyramid. You could even think of it as a no pyramid.
3: ideology, right? It seems like the ideology doesn't even matter. There's no ideology. It's just these oligarchs want to stay filthy rich and get even richer. They don't give we, a shit. Well, so,
0: Suppose idiotic. your point of view. So point, suppose your point of view is I'm better than other people, and anything that I can do to make me thrive is better for everybody, because I'm just better. Did you like read and, something you know, you maybe wrote recently? Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you I was like talking about talk- me
0: though, not you. Did <laughs> um, you say Greg?
1: I said he lived in Russia. That's how he knows this stuff. Yeah. Well,
0: you know, there is some
1: historical precedent in terms of uh, Putin, which Putin could potentially use to say, here's why I'm, I'm bringing Ukraine back into the fold. There was a long period of time when Ukraine was called Little Russia. Um, and I also was reading about why it's no longer called the Ukraine, because the translation for Ukraine is the borderlands. So for the longest time, it's kind of like the Netherlands that translates mm. to the netherlands no, um yeah and wikipedia so,
3: i read that on wikipedia too man did did you... we...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i've i was digging oh that's the... i could
0: have done that why yes. did i think of wikipedia well you I didn't know we were talking so about much. this today
1: <laughs>
0: you true know but what... i might still be interested yeah, well, either I mean, way,
1: there's still a lot of information way. there if you want to get into it.
3: So they think it's better if you just call them Borderland instead of The Borderlands.
0: <laughs> the Borderland. I can see that. Can borderland is going to I, Ukraine uh, you know, but, as opposed to hey, the England. Hey, don't call me Whorehouse, okay? It's not my name. Call me my name. Instead of uh, Whorehouse. And the Whorehouse. Kyiv, the Whorehouse, right. Kiev versus Kiev. It's Kiev. Don't say Kiev. You'll piss me off. It's Kiev. Kiev. That's how we say it here. That's well, what know, I can the imagine. thing that doesn't make sense
1: if we're talking about like uh, cities that are mispronounced by Americans or English speakers, Munich is one of the biggest ones, which I've never understood why we pronounce it the way that we do, when it's
0: actually pronounced Munchen. Like That's, that's why, the, because we can't pronounce Munchen. We don't you, have, we're not German speakers. You just did, speakers. I just did. München. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You were in the neighborhood of Munchen. But you Munich is nowhere the, near that, though. You were though. in the suburb. Munchen? We could have said Muchen if we wanted to, but we're going Munich. <laughs> Munich. Well, but then Germany is called Deutschland Yes, in German. Exactly. So that is Japan. German land. And, wh- and, and why is it so hard it for that. anybody else to
1: say Deutschland, you know? Why can't we do that? Isn't
0: Nepal Why can't
3: we do that? Why don't
0: we do that? Yeah. Um, exactly. What's that? Why do Isn't Nepal just...
3: It's just as hard to pronounce as Japan to some guy in 17. Yeah,
0: well, I'm sure, but that's that's all because English is a messed up language. It's a bastard child with a dozen parents, like Q P quintuple penetration. But I think and, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs>
3: yeah, though every country does that. Like just Spain calls Germany Aleman. That doesn't. That's not what Germans call themselves. Why doesn't? I always thought it was weird that why don't we just call a country by what they call themselves.
0: So, I mean, I guess- Why like- Why don't we use meters? Why are we still using feet, inches, and miles? <laughs> That's a better
3: question, yes.
0: It reminds me of a Seinfeld joke. He had a great line about the chopsticks. He says, why are the Chinese still using chopsticks? Have they not seen the fork? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that As joke. opposed to playing operation
1: to- with their food. With- <laughs> there you go.
0: Um,
1: I will pick up this bone so I- or I will get a shock from my plate.
0: Did uh did you know that they made a version of Big Bang Theory in Belarus, talking about what what you can do if you decide law doesn't matter. <laughs> they, <laughs> well, did you get the,
1: sent over there to consult with them? Because you did married with children know, in Russia. I why just, not? I, I, big
0: Bang Theory in Belarus. Why not? Why not the big because they didn't need me? Because here's what they were doing. They were taking the, the shows off the air, you know, viewing the shows, taping uh. them, transcribing the scripts translating the scripts into Belarusian, giving them to actors and shooting them on sets. So they just took the intellectual property and called it the theorists and put it on the air. (laughs) And Chuck Lorre, who created the show, I once heard him talking about his thoughts around like trying to sue them. And he realized the problem with suing them was they put it on the air of the national broadcaster so suing them would involve going to national courts to, to fight against the national broadcaster. It just was never gonna work.
1: Especially since Belarus is run by a dictator. And yeah, well, there's that too. At the, the time that, that might not done. have been the case,
0: but oh, it, oh, he's, it, he's but it was intellectual it looks, property looks,
1: rights. Yeah. What are those? Lukashenko, that's his name. Does Russia
3: at least on paper back then or now have that copyright agreement like we have with all the other countries? Cause some countries don't like Turkey. Can just make their own star wars like they did or make their own first blood did russia have that on paper I, technically that you
0: i don't a, i don't know about that but i i do know that there is a circulating bootleg translation of the comic toolbox in russian oh wow somebody just tra- translated it and it what circulated on russian ob- writers bulletin boards. yeah oh well this will be useful <laughs> i don't i i don't know anything more about it than that like whether it made anybody any money but I'm not worried about that because we, we're so precious about our ideas. Ideas are cheap. What's important is getting your voice out there. According to me, is what I want to do. So if somebody in Russia is using a pirated version of the comic toolbox in Russian to make some progress, I'm kind of okay with that. They'll say, this guy seems to know what he's talking about. Maybe I'll visit his website and buy a book. And then that I expand my brand and I don't lose any sleep over somebody's ripping me off somewhere in the world
1: and they'll fly you over to be part of the first wave of the and invasion they'll, of
0: ukraine i mean over to i wonder if those days will ever come back again you know until the pandemic i was in europe for six weeks every summer teaching all over the place really interesting stuff conferences great gigs television production companies and it all went away from the pandemic and you know looking into this summer there's not enough security in In COVID world for me to think about booking myself a trip you know maybe next summer but maybe never so that's the other thing we need to think about we're at the victim we're at the mercy of these these events and that what we can't control is the events but what we can always control is our relationship with those events inside our own heads I was writing about this today in a slightly different context if you view your struggle as a struggle then you're giving yourself a negative position. You're not giving yourself an advantage. If you view your struggle as an experience, you're already in a more neutral emotional space. And, and then the idea of I'm struggling and therefore I feel bad goes away. And you can focus on uh, I'm in this experience and I want to make the best of it. How do I go about doing that? So
3: would Hitler so have been happy Book My Experience instead of My struggle. My
0: Experience, yes. <laughs> I think he would have been happier if he'd sold a damn painting or two. Think about yeah. that, man. Or if if only,
3: laid. if only, I, if I, only I got, got laid. laid. Yeah. He would have been there, would have been no
1: World War II if he could have got laid
0: better. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of There was Ava Braun. She surf. must have
1: done something with her.
0: I don't know. I think he was
3: dysfunctional, but she just liked the power and being like his.
1: I think he was missing a testicle or something.
3: Wow. Yeah.
1: Oh, by the that way, um, the, Sanchez El Dorado said that uh, he bombed a Holocaust memorial. I'm assuming he's talking about Putin as opposed to John, because I don't think John.
0: I Or as opposed to himself. Memorial. That's the way I interpret it. <laughs> I, oh, I thought he was saying I bombed. Uh, he, no, he said uh, he,
1: the word he, but I didn't know who he was referring he.
0: to. Putin or you. I have, I have the bombed your a Holocaust
1: memorial.
3: Even yeah. as a stand-up comic comedian, he had a gig at a Holocaust memorial, and he
0: bombed. It. Oh that my God! That. Wouldn't that be a gig? Just as a concept, <laughs> just as a sketch, a guy doing a, a stand-up gig at a memorial, yeah, the Holocaust the Holocaust memorial, Holocaust memorial, very funny. And you could get Gilbert Gottfried
3: uh, to play the role. Gilbert Gottfried would have
1: to do <laughs> that. Oh no! Why are they so skinny? So <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. too soon.
0: Too <laughs> soon. Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's I'm right. comfortable with that joke. With should the be told concept never again. <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: so um as we continue on with uh the client for today which is um I can see clearly now Ukraine is gone now the idea isn't is hopefully that Ukraine will not be gone at the end of all this but with 40 miles of convoy sitting outside of Ukraine it's not looking really good for the future of Ukraine especially since putin is unwilling to truly sit down and have ceasefire talks although the president of ukraine is willing to it's like that's it's confusing to me about the ceasefire talks that the president of ukraine wants to do because i'm wondering what are putin's actual demands that would cause him to stop invading other than, never join
0: nato promise to never join nato yeah well i know that was a part of it you know
1: i think maybe it's because Maybe because oh, the so and, former and Soviet also, Union was also, like being whittled away with other former member countries joining NATO, like Estonia and Latvia and Lithuania. They're all part of NATO now. Well, I think
3: we're forgetting the main reason why countries really go to war. It's I learned this on Wikipedia. Great, Ukraine is the breadbasket.
2: You said that the
0: UK. Ukraine, Greg. Oh God, I'm sorry. Oh, cancel <laughs> Correct me. yourself. Say a oh, Ukraine.
2: The border, some
0: ukraine somewhere
3: in the borderlands there they they, <laughs> they like even though they're you know they it's not that rich because it's inefficiently run but it's a it's the land there is so fertile so that's why he wants it sure he's gonna say any kind of crazy thing don't you know? oh
0: so you think just it's like land when, hmm. just
3: like when we invaded I, uh iraq we we said all these reasons why we, we
1: wanted
0: <laughs> the fucking
3: oil. Like it almost, well, we never got yeah. the
1: oil from Iraq. Yeah, because right? we
3: fucked up. Because we. we
1: <laughs> well, we that doesn't up. make sense. Then we
0: could have gotten the oil if we wanted. Well, I mean, we couldn't. No, but but there. Yeah, but that's a that's that's good to reflect on. We tried to do it and we failed. We did a crap job of it. Didn't make sense. Bad decision. We can draw hope from that. That might be what's happening to Putin right now. That he's just doing a bad job of of executing on his goals, and that's what's going to save us.
1: Well, but I, I have a question a for you. Lot of inter- Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Um, why do you suppose that 40-mile convoy that's just sitting there has not been attacked? Well,
1: I mean, by Ukrainian forces? By Ukrainian forces, yeah. Because it's probably on Belarus's territory, and they don't
0: want oh. to violate
1: those borders, because then they would be at war with Oh, Belarus. okay.
0: I thought it was within Ukraine. Oh, that makes much more sense. Also, well, Belarus is kind
3: of on Russia's side in this. Oh, absolutely, they are.
0: Yeah, oh, kind of. Yeah. They're in their pocket. Yeah. yeah, they're totally, their allies. Like
1: the allies to Russia are China, North Korea, Belarus, Kazakhstan, and like one or two others that I'm not thinking of at the moment. And uh, that are, you know, willing to be considered an alliance. The problem Ukraine has is that they don't have an alliance with the United States. They don't have an alliance with NATO. They want that. They're trying to join the European Union as we speak, um, which should be... I don't know if that's going to be able to, ha- that's going to happen in the middle of this. And and Putin has already threatened nuclear war if anybody um, helps Ukraine out in that manner. So it's, uh, it's a very weird time right now. And uh, I guess he picked the time of COVID to do it to make things more interesting.
3: Are there any UN forces there now? What's the
1: UN doing about this? No. no. The UN just merely walked out on a speech from the Russian minister is what they did um germany has him. sent a huge amount of weapons to ukraine and um there was like one or two other countries that have sent a lot of weapons to uh, to ukraine as well to help them out and they they've been holding their own pretty well but you know their cities are just getting bombarded it's just so weird you know this is kind of like world war ii in the sense that no one expected in that enlightened time that there would be that kind of war happening and then Again, you would think that in our quote-unquote enlightened time, this kind of war would not be happening, especially considering how things are. But I guess you can say that historically, certain countries are behind the times morally, and they're just now catching up. That's why they've had so many, like, thousands of people arrested in Russia for protesting. They're kind of having their Vietnam now, I think, is what's going on. Hmm. You know, in other words, like the people of Russia are getting very irate about the fact that Putin is doing So is there
3: like a Russian weavy
1: gravy right now running around? (laughs) Possibly. Pulling pranks, the merry pranksters of Russia. There's a Russian Grateful Dead touring saying don't take the bad acid.
0: (laughs) They've always had a subculture, but it's hard to maintain when there's so much pressure on it. There's a movie called Still Yagi, S-T-I-L-Y-A-G-I. It means it's a good appetizer. Buddies uh, or, um, or anyway, it's about uh, fans of, of swing music in the 1950s. And they they had a like a jazz subculture that they tried to make happen in, in the face of drabness and repression. Good movie. Check it out. Is it, in, is it in Russian? Do we have
1: to read subtitles or something? You do have to read subtitles. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? I won't do that now. So, I want to read a book. I'll read a book. Which you never do. One. Fair enough. I, well, I look at books. <laughs> I look you look at the, at the pretty pictures? I look at the, the, the spines of the books as I walk by them. And I and go, what is that archaic device? By
3: osmosis, you glean the information
1: from them? No, I don't even get that close here's a fun fact
3: do you know that alexander the great he was illiterate even though he loved learning and would give all like all the scholars of macedonia he would be like he loved them like come on keep learning guys even though i can't read but and he just didn't have time to learn how to read because he was conquering the world but every night he would sleep with a book under his pillow hoping that it would filter into his brain it's such a sad little image The, the, the guy who conquered the world but he just couldn't read and he was hoping that osmosis would, like, make the words from the book. How do
1: you know this is true, Greg? Because. It's right here the, in front of my eyes. I'm a lot older than the, I look. <laughs> you were there? You were I'm holding the book for Alexander the Great?
0: You were, like, putting it under his pillow? I night. was Greg
3: the not-so-great, his <laughs> his footman.
0: Greg the, in a previous life, I was Greg the pretty good, uh, <laughs> adequate, uh, get by. Yeah. Uh, Greg, was, Greg the meh. That's right. The, there you go. The man. I, Greg the man. I Greg
3: was the Fair to Midland. I was the Fair to Midland great. I was a sycophant.
0: Um I no, I think that that would be more like a, a royal title, like the Duke of Fair to Midland. I I <laughs> I, like I, I own all this. You. I own all this land from Fair to Midland. <laughs> I think I've been there. Oh, um, have you been to Highfalutin?
1: That's next. Next <laughs> county over. For next the, town that's over. where you the Tulip Festival Fluton. is. Yeah, to go through Falutin to get there. That's right. So you have to go to Falutin to get to the Tulip Festival. To get tulips. To, all, to get them They're faloops. What? We were talking about, England? England. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking. England, about. Big yeah. T- we were
0: talking about uh, Fair to Midland. The 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 uh, the Duke of rich Fair, to Midland, rich, Fair to Midland. That's what it was. Borderland, of Fair to Midland, by the Earl of <laughs> High Falutin. <laughs> By the Earl. Of, oh, the Earl of Highfalutin. I like that. Or the High Earl of Falutin. I want to so make that a whole be more Game like,
3: of Thrones show just with silly names like this. It would be great. I, Game of Thrones was I, like that.
0: I, I had a, um, an idea for a detective novel where each and every one of the characters was, uh, oh no, a Victorian novel where all the characters were different names of apples. Granny Smith and Macintosh, um, <laughs> Pippin, Mac, Macintosh the butler. You know, Pippin, <laughs> the little girl. Okay. Oh, the 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 uh, uh larger than life, you know, the, the drama queen. Palm oh, gala. What what do you think oh, the appropriate Something. amount
1: of ridicule could be to cuz Putin to finally get really pissed off and stop doing what he's doing? Like what yeah, would I be the name that he good. could be called like girly Oh,
0: Pooty, pooty, pooty <laughs> <poody>, pooty, pooty <laughs> pooty, pooty It would piss poody, me poody. off <laughs> if I were Vladimir Putin. Uh, uh, oh, how about ironically bad Vlad? Actually, yeah, I have sure. seen that. That was actually
1: done on uh, The Daily Show. I
0: think they say they called ah, him well, Vlad must the Bad. Be where I stole it. Oh, Vlad the Bad. Yeah. I like Pooty Poot. Let's go with that. You go know, Batty Vladdy Pood. or Vladdy the Bad. Hashtag. Baddie. Oh, you know what really get him is to make it a hashtag. Hashtag Pooty Poot. Like when he's reading his Twitter, that's going to make him really mad. <laughs>
1: I think Pooty Poot because it feminizes him. Yeah, it it, it more. really
0: demasculines him. And you know he hates that because he's a homophone.
1: And he, yes, right, and the homonym <laughs> at the same time, It's I think that that whenever you get the picture of him um, bare bare chested on his horse, it should be underscored mm-hmm. with pooty poot poot under poot. it. Rides oh, his pootie, horsey. Pooty poot. poot poot rides his horsey pootie, poot. today. <laughs> That's funny. That's a meme. A meme. I think I'm going to create after I get off. the off the show today all right. all right um john Vorhaus. you can find his book the little book of stand-up at his website Johnvorhouse.com. that's j-o-h-n-v-o-r-h-a-u-s just like it sounds dot com spelled c-o-m in case you don't know do not spell out the word dot everybody <laughs> if you do that you're <laughs> certainly in the wrong show for you um john is there anything else you'd like to tell us anything else you've got coming out in the near future that you're working on
0: no, I just want to mention that you can also find that book on Amazon. It's a little easier to find it there. Um, you get it through my website. I sign it and send it to you, or you do a digital download. But if you get it through Amazon, you know, then you get to participate in the global corporate um, takeover of the world. So there's, that's a plus, too.
1: When you sign your signature on something, and I've always wondered this about people who are like, ask for autographs. How? What's the biggest you've ever signed your autograph? like deliberately? And would you do, why don't you do it like that way all the time?
0: All the time. Um, I, I oversigned an artwork recently. I also do art and my signature is JV 22. And sometimes I can get really robust with it. And, and, and I did one and I said, Oh, that's out of control. That's just way too much. I'm, I'm making it all about me. And why would I want to make it all about me? Um, fortunately it was digital. So I just shrunk it down. Uh- uh, I, 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 I feel self-conscious signing the book is part of it. And I think a lot of authors do. I'm glad you like it enough to want my signature on it. But the fraud police, I still haven't earned it. You know, I don't know what I would have to do in this life to feel like I'm worthy of your finding value in my signature. So when I go to sign it, I, I'm either uh, insecure or humble, depending on how you want to look at it. But if your oh, name's uh, on it already, I, I all you're doing is just adding your name in cursive. I know. I know. I'm fucked up. What can I tell you? But this is, <laughs> this, this well, is all what, right. <laughs> I feel this is what makes my, this is what makes my writing so effectively because I'm so deeply in touch with how fucked up I am. I think that should can, be the title of your next book. I'm fucked yes, up. Yes. I'm fucked up, but I know why. <laughs> you
2: Let's have talk awareness. about that.
0: Um, uh, awareness, acceptance, change. That's the magic ticket right there. If you have awareness, you know what you're doing. If you have a good stuff's happening, no matter what. Thank you very much. So, Greg, there, you said you had Done a and dusted. Somebody,
3: just... Well, it was more of a suggestion. I just can't get my mind off these Apple people in Victorian England. Apple people? So apple, just, I'm sorry, I missed that. I'll... I just can't. Like, we're talking about uh, the Ukraine. But all I can think of is the Apple named people from your book. So I, I just was wondering, was the... Uh, the madam at the bordello with red hair which she named Red Delicious. It was Bordello.
0: Oh, that's good. Or Pink Lady. <laughs> there you go. And wait, I have to do one more uh, thing. She was we Granny go. Smith, Greg. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She's Granny Smith. <laughs> one now more we have a th- winner.
3: <laughs> I, I wanna do one more thing before we leave. Do it, Matt do it. Had, Matt had many good ideas for today, and I don't want them to die. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Ukraine? Singing in Ukraine, it's Ukrainian again, fire in Ukraine, and Ukraine drops keep falling on my head.
0: <laughs> that's good. Um, did
1: you say earlier, blue eyes crying in Ukraine? No, it did not. That's a good one, though. Um, I wish I had that,
0: thought of that. That's my one. contribution. That'd be, that'd be a perfect one. Ukraine. We may just change the client to that.
3: What about Insane in the Ukraine?
0: Oh, I like that one too. <laughs>
1: I I never even thought about using brain to be replaced by Ukraine. Yeah. That's got a whole different, different line of song titles that we could have gone with here. Anyway. um, So John, uh, is there anything else you'd like to, uh, to gift to our audience today? Uh, All right.
0: Well, um, I want to thank everybody. Have fun.
1: I want to thank everybody for participating today. That would be Greg and John Vorhaus here on the law offices of quibble, squabble and bicker.
2: Your consultation with the law offices of Quiddle, Squabble, and Pickler has ended. You may pay your retainer at www.qsblog.org. Please exit to the right of the water cooler and grab a candy from the front desk. We hope to see you again soon, but you need to leave now. I said leave. Why don't they ever listen? Get out. Get out!